Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille Dia. I am your host, DeVille Dia. Man, going into the week, starting a new, a new week out here. Ah, I'm kind of excited for the week. And at the same time, I'm kind of uh, in my feelings about the week at the same time because excited because I'm finally going to be publishing my Hearts of Men series where I'm basically just talking about um, relationship type situations, giving my perspective and my take on that. That's dropping Wednesday. 7 p.m. Why 7 p.m.? Because I love the number 7. You should look up the number 7. There's a whole lot of things that uh, correlate with the, the the divinities of the number 7. I'm just going to leave it at that and let, let you do your own exercise if you choose to, you know, check that out. Uh reason why I'm not looking forward to this week is, one, I had to send my daughter back to California. Saturday. Yeah, her spring break was over and it was time for her to go home. So, you know, it's going to take a couple of days for me to adjust her not being here and get out of my feelings. We actually did pretty good this time. I didn't cry at the airport. I cried the night before I took her to the airport. I did. But I didn't cry at the airport because I didn't want to hurt, want to cry. You know what I mean? Because I already know she was emotional about it. And I didn't want to influence it. But it was cool because her grandmother and her cousin also showed up to the airport to send her off. Um, because she has another cousin that lives with her in California. So both of them were going back together. So they brought her to the airport. I brought my daughter and her cousin and her aunt are all about the jokes. So it was like the few times where she did kind of start to tear up a little bit somebody would do something goofy that would just kill that whole little vibe and you know we get back to having a good time as we should be doing you know made a lot of memories while I was there we actually saw a white lady a middle aged white lady selling her mixtape <laughs> or at least that's what we like to think we had went shopping and we were at uh, Michael's, the craft store, went to Michael's, and beside Michael's, there's a Marshall's, so she wanted to go to the craft store, and I wanted to go to Marshall's, you know, to see if I could find me a inexpensive pair of running sneakers, and as we're walking, I see a lady with a table over to the left, and she's got stuff spread out on the table, and she has like a book, kind of like a, uh, it looked like a photo book, but I made a effort to not make eye contact with this lady because, you know, that's that's the key to not getting talked to in the streets by people is don't make eye contact. If you don't make eye contact, they usually won't say anything to you. So we didn't make eye contact with her. But when we walked by, I noticed that the on the table there were CDs. So I t- tapped my daughter and I was like, 
Was that lady selling her mixtape? And she laughed real hard. So that's our running joke right now. We don't know what the lady was selling. We were going to ask her when we left out the store. But she was gone. So we don't know if it was actually her selling her mixtape or not. Uh, on another note, podcasting. I've been getting several people asking me about questions about podcasting. Who hosts my RSS feed and who what type of equipment to use and all this type of stuff and I'm like I have no idea why these people are asking me I'm amateur hour at its finest <laughs> I'm amateur hour at its finest I don't even edit anything so it's like you might want to find somebody else but I do understand that it is I didn't know initially but I do understand that it is very important on where you host that RSS feed and how much control you have over your RSS feed when it comes to, you know, moving your your podcast around, you know, so you don't lose everything. Like if you have whoever, wherever your host, if your host crashes, like do you lose everything? If that's where your RSS feed lives, and this type of questions that people's asking me that I have no idea about, and I'm not planning on researching it and trying to find out. But if you are a podcast expert. <laughs> And you would like to come on Thoughts About the Ville, D-I-N. You know, do an episode where we can kind of help explain how this kind of stuff works and, you know, give it to the people. I would like to do that with you. Just hit me up at thoughtsaboutthevilledi at com. I'm merely talent, people. I'm just here to try to give off that good energy. You know, I don't know. I'm not into all the technical side. So even when I was doing music, I was never into the technical side of it, the production side of it. All I wanted to do was get in there and spit and then get out of there. I could have cared less about how to do a beat, how to mix and master something, how to record. I couldn't care about any of that stuff. I just wanted to go in there, throw the headphones on, drop my shit, and get up out of there. You know, And that's kind of still how I am today. But I have to learn. I do have to evolve and get more involved in this. <sighs> oh, well. It is what it is. I almost forgot to mention, in case you didn't know, in case you didn't catch it, I did drop a new episode of Growing Up the Ville, and this one I talk about uh, our move into a, another neighborhood down there in South Georgia and my first encounters with the Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. <laughs> Interesting, huh? Go check that out, Growing Up the Ville, latest episode. As always, those are going to drop every Saturday until I decide I don't want to do it anymore. But I want to talk about black fishing. That's right, black fishing, not cat fishing. There was a young lady in, uh, where is she at? I think the Netherlands. She's from North Ireland. So she says that she has got addicted to tanning. She tans herself to the point where she is often confused for to be of a another race so this is a trend that i've been noticing a lot and been hearing about you know her i've heard about several times over social media and internet and things like that that there are there are a group of people who are actually taking tanning to this level and then they they say that they're not trying to um they're not trying to I guess impersonate would be the best word for it, uh, black people, but they are often mistaken for black people. 
because they keep the they get into the the urban uh dressing the hip-hop style of dressing and the hip-hop style of hairdos and they tan their, their skin to an extreme and use melatonin injections to get as dark as possible so i was just like wow really i wonder does your if you i think if you want to if you imitate black people then your credit score should drop immediately you should take on that drop <laughs> i'm gonna catch you for that one Come relax people like i said the jokes ain't gonna get no better but yeah that's wild i couldn't understand why people would want to now there, there's some people that's gonna say it's a self-hate type of thing i don't really think it's self-hate it's more of a just a overly over uh, 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 an extreme amount of admiration for a different culture because you don't just see this in like um it's not just white people who are doing tanning and basically i guess living as imposters as as black people i see um people of other cultures too that do try to assimilate into mainly you know uh, uh like white culture like people that will that are not necessarily i don't know what i'm trying to say that are not you know like mm, like you ever met somebody that could could pass for being white but you knew they weren't at the same time you know it's kind of like what are you and you find out they're like honduran or something like that they're just real fair complected but they play it up it seems like but you know blackfishing thing nah it doesn't upset me. I mean, everybody lives, can live their life however they want to, however they please, whatever makes them happy. But I just it's just weird to me that you would just go to that extreme. Even if you're not trying to impersonate a black person by uh, getting your skin that dark, it's just like I don't get why. I can understand like bodybuilders and the reason why they try to get as dark as they can that for the to emphasize the, the muscle and striations and everything but just for average joe i don't see why you would do that to yourself so let's keep on on this topic of black fishing i saw an article over the weekend where a guy had been arrested i believe like back in january for robbing a bank disguised as a black man he had like full movie style makeup on you know had an altered nose gold teeth and everything not a bank, a casino. He robbed a casino. And he had previously um, been convicted of robbing uh, some banks prior to this. But he ran up in that bank full on uh, taking on the appearance of a black man. And he was arrested. He was caught. Somebody turned him in, gave a tip, and, you know, said that he showed up at their house and his skin looked a little darker than usual and so on and so forth. And the bank teller even said that she didn't believe that it was a black guy because the skin tone was off and it was kind of blotchy. So I guess he didn't practice enough. Now, this isn't the first I've heard of this either. I heard of it before. Um, it was out of Chicago. People were saying that it was believed that uh, there were white men dressing as black men and committing crimes throughout Chicago's murders and so on and so forth and I found that 
interesting and strange because and it's frightening too because with with all these hate militia groups that we have popping out not really popping out but making themselves more visible lately it's kind of scary the thought of that people could actually take on the disguise of a whole different race and you know just go around causing turmoil turmoil in neighborhoods and communities that they're not even a part of and it would make you think like dang it, it this is real it's happening so how much of the, the things that we see and hear reported by the media could actually be someone impersonating black people committing crimes and murders and thefts and all type of stuff in our neighborhoods and then we're catching the heat for it you know and we're out here dying about it because you know <laughs> as we've seen in the media being uh being uh apprehended by the police can be a tricky situation for some people you know what i mean i'm just leaving that at that but it's crazy it's crazy it's like you hear these type of things and then you see something that's like wow this is this is really going on if you look go to youtube and just go i mean search it you'll see um there's a lot of videos of people talking about this type of stuff and showing the high quality type masks that people can actually purchase and use to disguise themselves uh as african-american and then go out and do whatever they want to and then now the you know they're out looking for some black guy that did it the whole time it wasn't that's man it's something else it's something else what else we got to talk about today oh 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 this is a big for me in pasadena california kelly burger they just set out the first burger flipping robot yes it's called his name is flippy these robots cost about sixty thousand dollars a piece and cost around twelve thousand dollars a year to run so they're getting they're going to put i believe believe they're going to put these robots in all of the cali burgers um locations and basically replace the human burger flippers with these robots and i was like wow the future is now and i feel i do feel a certain type of way about that because even though these are un these are unskilled normally low paying uh jobs with high turnover and that's kind of what the makers of this flippy flippy bot have um are emphasizing on the fact that they lose a lot of people you know in a sh over a short period of time after taking the time to train them get them in there and train them and then they just leave but if you get that flippy bot in there flippy bot ain't going nowhere you just gotta maintenance it but at the same time those are their jobs and while yeah nobody is or people like to say that nobody should be trying to make a career out of working at a burger place but hey you could start out in the fries and one day be a gm or division manager or so on and so forth they got to get those people from somewhere too but dang man if we think back it was what was that last year a year before where people were where the fast food workers was acting for like i think it was like ten dollars or more might have been 15 per hour here comes the flippy bot <laughs> here comes the flippy bot get out of here with that man and i'm like they ain't no but then they're saying the guys who are i guess the inventors of the the flippy bot 
are saying that the jobs will be replaced with other jobs, but nobody knows what these jobs are going to be. And the 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 the, the flippy bot is not uh, flawless. The flippy bot still makes mistakes. It still makes errors. You know what I mean? Like I was, I was watching the video and it like flipped a burger with um that already had the cheese placed on it. It flipped it again. It's so I mean the the, the flippy bot is not perfect, and they're trying to emphasize things like you're going to it's more sanitary uh than having these humans touching your burger and so on and so forth uh i don't know man i don't know i, I don't really know how i feel about that it can go either way flippy bot flip get a robot to flip your burgers for you but at least the flippy bot won't lie to you and tell you that the ice cream machine is down <laughs> And how far is this going to go? Because we already see where uh, restaurants are already doing the um, the ordering, the uh, the kiosk ordering, where you just come in and go to the kiosk, boop, 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 type in your order, pay, and whatever. Then you're going to have the Flippy Bot back there making your burgers. Uh, I guess you still need somebody to run the drive through, you know, until they make a drive through bot. But is it gonna come to the to the point where we just have whole roboticized restaurants out there, and how far are they going to take it? This is dangerous ground to be playing on with, honestly, because the more automated things start to become, like I said, the less options they are for uh, people to work, especially unskilled laborers. And at some point in time, we were all unskilled laborers. I mean, think about that guy who's working his way. That guy, that girl who's working their way through college or that guy who lost his job at the at the freaking firm and he needs something to tide him over until he finds another job. So he runs out, he goes, you know, gets this fast food job for a couple months until he can move on. I mean, they have that. They play their role. It's not like it, this is just something that kids do. We like to live in the world. In our own little imaginary bubbles where we like to think only kids work at restaurants. Go in a fast food restaurant and see how many how many uh, 20-somethings, you know, mid and, 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 and late 20s people that are, are in there working, you know, trying to do their thing, trying to make ends meet. Some of them are just using the restaurant to subsidize their income. You know, they're not making enough on their quote-unquote real job so they go out and they get this as a part-time type of gig but i guess that's what these franchises are looking at too the fact that they can't keep people in these positions for long enough for it to be beneficial to them looking at training hours and so on and so forth and i've seen that before. i've seen that before um with companies that i've worked for where it's like you know they start to put up with put up with uh less quality employees for the fact of you know they spent so much time and effort getting this person up to speed to be able to do the job that now that they're underperforming or they have you know some toxic work habits or whatever whatever they're the companies are more um on the individual you know store by store building by building basis 
are more susceptible to deal with these people for longer because of the time and money it's going to take to get somebody else in there and get them up to speed to be able to do the job where you throw Flippy Bot in there. Flippy Bot knows what to do. He's had the program downloaded, and from day one, boom, he can go. So it looks like we're going to need to learn how to uh, maintenance Flippy Bot. That's going to be a big industry right there. If this starts to become more mainstream and move into more fast food chains, then they're going to need people to fix Flippy Bot. So go sign up for those tech robotics classes, people, <laughs> right now. That'll be the place to be for you, man. Flippy Bot out here. Oh, man, something else I ran across that was just devastating. <clears throat> An Arizona mom that had kid, her kids were performed on YouTube. These people had millions of viewers. They were making bank from these uh, from these YouTube videos. But they were really living a life of terror. Let me tell you about this, man. Let me tell you, let me pull it up so I can give y'all some facts. When the kids on the on the camera, these kids seem to just be living these great lives and, you know, just living up, having a good old time. But off camera, this lady was allegedly abusing her kids, beating them, starving them, locking them in closets without bathroom breaks, putting them in ice baths, holding their heads underwater, all this type of stuff. When, like, let's say if they messed up in their videos or they didn't, weren't participating fully in the videos, you might have to stand in the corner with your arms raised from 6 a.m. to 12 at night. Those are the punishments. Um, pepper spraying kids and pinching them, pinching their genitalia, all types of shenanigans, all about these videos. Now, they say, um, one of the children actually is, is out at the abuse that was going on and it initiated a welfare check on the rest of the kids. And I guess that's how they got in there and figured everything out. Now, you would say, what would motivate a mother to do this to her children about YouTube videos? And I'm going to tell you what it is. These people were making anywhere from 9000 to $140,000 a month. They made up to around $1.7 a year. Yes, making these YouTube videos. So this mom was taking these YouTube videos very, very serious. The kids told the officers that they were punished if they forgot their lines when they appeared in the videos. Man, spraying their genitals with pepper spray, all types of bullshit. Now, look, you should never be so thirsty for fame and admiration or money or anything to where you abuse your own kids. You thought Michael Jackson had it bad. You thought Joe Jackson was bad, rough on Mike. Listen to this stuff here. I mean, damn, over a, a, a couple of dollars? Well, that was really more than a couple of dollars. But over some, man, that just shows to show you, man, when you see these people out here performing and, and doing this type of stuff, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes man you don't know what kind of lives they're living and that's just real sad and pathetic i hope that you know she isn't able to wiggle her way out of it and she gets her just due in the legal system because she deserves it for that right there but y'all didn't come here to hear that 
Y'all came here for some morning discipline, and that's what I'm going to give to you today. Discipline for today. Stop blaming other people for your shortcomings and your downfalls. I see so many people out here, especially in the podcasting world, that when things aren't going their way, they want to point the finger at somebody else, and somebody else has to be to blame for it. It's not my fault. I'm doing an amazing job out here, and it's, you know, it's, the, uh, it's Anchor's fault. It's iTunes' fault. It's Spotify's fault. Somebody's, you know, it's got to be somebody's fault other than mine that I'm not bringing the attention to myself that uh, I deserve. Well, maybe it is your fault. Maybe it is your fault. Maybe it's just some way, something that you're going about it that's just not adding up and attracting the attention that you want. I had this talk with my daughter over the weekend. I told her, you know, you always have to be take responsibility for the things that you are doing for your successes and your failures, you know. Sometimes it is somebody else's fault. Sometimes there is some trickery going on in there that are messing with your stuff. But then sometimes it's just you. Sometimes it's just you. Maybe it's just not your time. You haven't hit your stride yet. You haven't, you know, had that one breakthrough that you need. And I'm not just talking about, you know, podcasting or YouTube or something like that. But just in in general, in life, man, sometimes, you know, people go through seasons like they like to say, you know, it just may not be your season yet. You might not hit that. You you might you haven't hit that. Mm, you know, haven't had that mm, moment that's just going to take you to the next level and whatever it is that you are trying to do. And you have to accept that. And you have to embrace that and be constantly working on yourself and constantly fixing on yourself. When something goes wrong with you and your plan, the first thing you should do is look at you yourself and your plan and figure out were there any chinks in your armor that allowed it to go the way that it went. Take this information, do with it, whatever you will. But remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now, get you some breakfast up in you or lunch or dinner, depending on whatever time you listen to this. You're going to need that energy to get shit done. Thank you all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI podcast. As always, I appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Make sure y'all check out that Hearts of Men uh, relationship series, Drop a Wednesday. 7 p.m. Make sure y'all go back and check out that Growing Up to Feel DI that I dropped last weekend and the one I'm going to drop next weekend. I'm out of here, man. Peace.